Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the candy corn to my Reese's peanut butter cup. Brad Roman. Hey, that's me. And how fucking <laughs> dare you? You know, you know, if there is one sweet on this planet, if there's one sweet on this planet that I have sweet hatred for, it is candy cane. He hates you so it's, much. It's Halloween time. Did I say time. candy cane? Candy <laughs> corn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. You just. It is candy cane. Yeah, I hate candy cane. Candy cane. I'm not sure that I said that. Candy uh, corn. It's is the devil's teeth. It's oh. <laughs> the devil's teeth. I have. Uh, it's Halloween season, right? Right? And I, I'm just feeling about it. Like, what are the worst things that you can get as a kid? And it's Brad Roman in your pail. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and the circus peanut to my Reese's peanut butter cup, Nate Louse. Because you know what? You haven't been on my side tonight. I, I've not done anything to you to deserve a circus peanut. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, you, that is awful. I didn't even think there's worse than candy corn. You know what it is? A circus peanut. No, it's it's a little bit above. No, it, it is but not. But it's awful. Have you had a circus peanut lately? Yeah, the worst thing about it is how sticky they get yeah. when you get them wet. Whoa. <laughs> it's awful. Wow. It's, I don't think they hand them out anymore, actually. Or those- uh, I hand them out loose. Those uh, <laughs> uh, orange and black taffies. Oh, those in the great. orange and black yeah. wrappers? Yeah, oh, great. yeah. Those right. like little and, pe- and pe- peanut those, butter kisses, I think they're sh- called. Sh- sh- shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> and and our, our, our very special guest, uh, the the king-size Kit Kat to my Reese's Peanut Butter Whoa. Cup is Drew Telixon. Drew, how are yeah. you? I'm good. And everyone who heard my name just said, who the hell yeah. is on the show? He's handsome. To be fair, oh. to be fair, they've been saying that about me for two years. All right, so, so. We're, yeah, it's yeah. it's true. You're just as My popular brother. as Nate Lux right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Drew yeah. Talixson yes. uh, works at the Beecher, which is a, a newspaper here in in uh, northwest northeast northwest Indiana, in yeah. Michigan City, right? In Michigan City, downtown yeah. Michigan City. Yeah, and you uh, you write write movie reviews for them, right? I do. I'm the editor. Yeah. Well, so, I, and, well I mean, well, yeah. I, I'm trying to keep it. <laughs> do you the only do that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're keeping the target. On. You don't have a full-time movie reviewer at the ble- the Beecher? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. So, so in addition to putting the Beecher together, I do play reviews, movie reviews, and uh, anything streaming. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was seven and saw Ebert and Cisco reviewing Star Wars, and I thought, that's me. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid to do this. I love it. Hell yeah. It's, it's funny. That's exactly when I fell in love with movies was watching Siskel and Ebert. No kidding. Their, I, lo- I, 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 would, I would TiVo it up until they, and up until. Uh, you well, would, it, it as would, a child, you would TiVo? No, no, no. As well, I grew Nate, up. Nate's family was loaded, so they had TiVo before everybody else. <laughs> before, yeah. Yeah. In 1989, <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. The, the, the beta <laughs> version of One TiVo. One of yeah. us in this room had cable growing up, and it wasn't you and me, Brad. <laughs> oh, no, I had cable. <laughs> I had cable. <laughs> Your dad had the money. He just didn't do it. My dad's cheap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he had millions of dollars. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't know about color no, TV. No, 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 no we're not doing fad. that. But uh, I will say we got the movie channels for free for a little while, just because they screwed up. So no, that's good. I yeah. also, uh, you know, I, I watched you paid a, for them though. I watched a lot of scrambled HBO when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It was on TV. Do you remember that? You turned the dial just a little bit, and the line in the middle yep. swiggled so you could see the late yep. night. Uh, I, yeah, no, I definitely I watched I'm, Herman's I'm, Head. <laughs> and, oh yuck! Yeah, Herman's no, and honestly. Head. It's, it was a pretty sexual show, so I was pretty, pretty excited about it. Uh, uh, before we go any further, uh, legitimately, organically, if you if you listen to this podcast, we love you very much. We would love to hear uh, your feedback, your comments, like, subscribe, do all that shit for us. We would love you. That's a good Halloween treat for us. Speaking of treats, who legitimately wrote us a check this week, Brad? Uh, well, well, Ben, let, let me ask you a question. Oh, what do you what do you like to have on when it's your birthday? What's what's your what's your birthday treat? I mean, normally isn't it cake? But what, what, like, do you have a specific kind of cake that you like? I, I do enjoy like 
I just uh, like I'm, I'm pretty pretty basic. I like you just like cho- regular birthday cho- cake, chocolate cake, yeah. chocolate cake, or chocolate birthday. Cake. How do you feel about birthday cake? Isn't that? I mean, it's just you like can't. like like classic birthday cake, like like white cake with like no, the church. No, I just frosting. I literally just said chocolate cake. Do you like buttercream frosting or do you like whipped cream? Do you frosting? want to ask the question or do you want a real answer? Or <laughs> I'm asking. I already said a chocolate cake. I understand, but I'm 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 digging into your your specific cake likes as well. Like chocolate cake, chocolate frosting, right? With uh uh the 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 melted wax on the piece of cake that I get that it's a little little chunky. All right, so I, I have bad news. They 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 ran out of your favorite cake. Okay. They don't. They don't have it anymore. Yep. How would you feel if you had just like a regular birthday cake? Pass. Okay. See, that's not, that, that's good to know. Uh, well, today we're gonna disappoint you. <laughs> oh, that's that's Another normal. Another disappointment. Today we're gonna so, disappoint you. So, uh, one of my favorite chocolates is the the Lint chocolate truffle. You guys like lint, lint chocolate truffles? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. fine. They're, fine. they're yeah. little little chocolate sphere. Yeah, is balls. that when you wake up in the morning and you have like a, just a, a bit of chocolate in your belly button? Oh, it's pretty good. Lint, okay. You know what? Hey, the candle be winners. <laughs> Did you hear those crickets? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear them? I got lint <laughs> chocolate You're truffles. Such an asshole. And this is a new flavor. It's, Give me the goddamn truffles. It is birthday cake. Birthday cake is the flavor. Nate's making a face like he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, want I don't know this. about that. Is it any good? Uh, I like it because uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about the flavor here in a second after you guys try one. All right, let's see. And we're gonna we're gonna try him out here. Yeah, your aim was not very good. You just threw it at Nate, and he had to go find it. Well, if his stupid table wasn't there, then he would have caught it. So, oh, this looks my terrible. Fault. I had to freaking record the podcast. All right, I Did have a you table. Though? <laughs> <laughs> so chomp on these truffle balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just put that it's nice. Just, it's just truffle sugar. ball in your mouth. All all sugar. chocolate is sugar. No, but this is just like basic vanilla sugar. Yeah, basic vanilla sugar. Yeah, there's nothing good about this. How about you? How about you, Drew? How are you feeling? I don't know that I'm feeling it. Yeah, the so it, I it, it is an unneeded addition to the lint. <laughs> um, As somebody who doesn't like traditional birthday cake, uh, at least at <laughs> you, le- is that on you your don't LinkedIn? like birthday cakes. I love birthday cakes. Is that on your LinkedIn? At least if it's buttercream frosting. I'm not a fan. I don't mind the whipped cream frosting, but there's something about the what they have deemed the butter cake, quote unquote, butter cake. Jesus, the birthday cake, quote unquote, flavor that is pretty good because it's it's usually skews pretty close to what the flavor of Funfetti is. You know, the Pillsbury frosting, <laughs> and this is kind of like that, but it's it's not so quite nuanced. as so good. Nuanced. It's not quite as good because uh, you love Funfetti, don't you, Nate? I do, and I was you know the, the couple of weeks ago it was my birthday, and I was expecting you guys to maybe like make me. Uh, funfetti cake. <laughs> yeah, but. we would have, but Ben canceled the podcast because he's a bitch. <gasps> I no, I also and I don't keep track. I didn't know it was your birthday. I know you guys did tell me at like eleven o'clock at night. No, no, it was like it was early in the evening. <laughs> no, it was for me. It was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to make sure everyone else got it in. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't. What? What? You you expect me to get lost in the mix, Nate? No, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, you did. No, and normally I, I, it's the next day for people like Drew. Yes. Next year on your birthday, yeah. Expect something in the next day for me. Oh, I was nice. trying. I was trying to get it to you right before you went to bed, so you're just snuggling yeah, with, yeah. with my birthday with my wishes. sweet dream wishes in your in your in your big dumb head. I'm still not over it, but whatever. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Did you get my card? No, is it in the mail? Yeah, no, I didn't send one. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> we're, we're 42. I'm not sending you a birthday card. Oh, you want to? You want five dollars from grandma? That's why I'm a little mad. Is we are the same age now, and for like a month and a half we weren't. Uh, yeah. So I was. Like, <laughs> I'm the young one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, Brad and I aren't 42. 
Hey, old man. Well, yeah, Nate, whatever. happy birthday. You got your birthday cake truffles. <laughs> yeah, nice. Hope, That's hope awesome. you like them. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Nate, I'm going to start with you, buddy. What's the last movie that you saw? I can't, because I'm, I'm starting with you, because I don't know that I actually watched a movie in the last two weeks. Jesus Christ. We had, listen, we but had- We usually start with we, the guest. We had, no, I'm starting with you. We had a stand-up comedian, Kyle Kinane, come to LaPorte, Indiana. He did two shows for charity. We raised over $5,000, and that was- an incredible thing that we were all a part of. It was fantastic, but I spent a lot of time on that. And and forgive me, I, I did not watch probably. And I'll think, I'll think, but I don't think I watched the movie. So let's there was you. there was a time earlier this week where I texted Ben uh, to see if he needed any extra help with the comedy show, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, I was hanging out with Liz and Jim, and I d- uh, d- just now saw this." So. There was a little bit of time where he had to to, yeah, to, to watch I'm a not, movie. I'm not gonna just bail on some of my best friends in the whole world. Why don't you watch a movie with them? To what? No, that's you watch a movie I, with friends all the time. I feel like you guys bailed on my birthday, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have watched the movie with you on your birthday. Maybe a horror film. Uh, you hey, don't like watching those alone. I don't. Well, or just watching them. Um, but hey, Ben, what is your favorite H.G. Wells book? Wait, what's what's going on right now? How did this turn into like a t- turnaround? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my favorite HG, uh, probably uh, the one that is very popular. Oh my god, you don't even can't even name an HG Wells. Who book. is HG? Wells? <laughs> is you, it War you, of the Worlds? You are definitely the Jason. It, it is. That is correct. I watched War of the Worlds, uh, uh, an adaption by. Uh, an ad- adaption or an adaptation? No, nope. It's an adaption. Uh, let him go. Let him go. Uh, yeah, hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Because hey, you know he's not, tra- he's tra- Wait, wait, wait. Stop! Stop! Tra- stop! stop. You above all people should not be judging people for saying the wrong thing tonight. Yeah, butter cake. I'm convinced Uh-oh. you're having a stroke. First of all, and at I least butter cake it. is delicious I... and a real thing. Adaption, <laughs> not a word. <laughs> it is a movie. It stars Nicolas Cage. That's yeah. adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Steve Spielberg uh, directed oh, a movie, great movie. Uh, called War of the World Worlds in 2005, and it stars the often awful Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tommy C. <laughs> that's that's the nickname. Yeah, kiss the stars, baby. Tommy C. What? Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna let you have that one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, uh, Dakota Fanning in, is in it. Mm-hmm. So, if you know that, probably most people know the story of the World of Worlds. And so, yeah, it is. Um, it is a really well done adaption hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, this this book. And and what I loved about it is I've seen so many Spielberg films. Is you really feel like this this is taking a personality uh, a director's personality and taking it and 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 enmeshing it with the story and i felt the steven spielberg effect in this film mm-hmm. tom cruise is fine he, he he isn't bad in this at all um it's more than fine he's really good in this movie he's fine um you know what i didn't love in this film <laughs> dakota fanning no tim robbins did you like tim robbins oh. in this film? he he's a little he's doing a little too much it's a little I, that's yeah. what I felt. Yeah. like i felt yeah. uh a over the top i didn't i didn't love that about it but do you guys love this film i do I, I like it more with each passing year. Do you really? When that thing comes out of the ground and rises out of the ground. Spoiler. And starts, Whoa, spoilers. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no you're I'm fine. Sorry. <laughs> That's the first no, 10 no, minutes, There's ben. no spoilers. Yeah. I've <laughs> never seen it, so. Oh, you haven't? No, he no, knows. Oh, okay. Drew, I'm, gonna just have, I'm fucking with you all night. Hey, I, just, I love you so much. Fuck away. <laughs> there you go. That's, Actually, that's, that's, that's the first time me. Ben's ever heard that. No, everybody yeah. tells me that a lot. Hey, Ben, fuck away. Yeah. It's usually fuck away from me. Uh, no, no, I of course it, it, I do like this movie a lot. Um, like it or love it? So I, I forget about it for some reason. Like I don't look at it as oh I'm gonna I should sit down and watch an action movie. It's not Spielberg's best War, film, War of the World. But when I do watch it, I always remember. Oh man, this is really good. Yeah, it just seems like a it would have been a really fun summer blockbuster film to go see. Was it a summer film? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. Big summer movie. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's one of the the uh, best post 9 11. I movies. agree. Because uh, like, and some people don't necessarily realize this because of the but, plane crash. But Spiel, Spielberg's whole like approach to this was making an alien invasion movie that did have some like resonance with post nine eleven culture. You know, like no, that's fair. Um, and so like that that's a really a big part of like the film's DNA and like really it, like the the Spielberg face. You know what that is, right? No. So I mean, the, I've I've seen his face. Yes. Spiel, so Spielberg, there's a thing called Spielberg face that Spielberg does in a lot of his movies, and it's by it's, the way, don't do that. You know what that is, right? Spielberg face. No, no, oh no! Like, I, th- I thought you might because you love Steven Spielberg no. movies, and it's, I mean, it's kind of a common thing. Yeah. So Spielberg I, has. I, I, and by the way, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> Spielberg, I'm not being a dick. Spielberg has this signature <laughs> shot that he, he he does in almost all of his movies, where he focuses squarely on the actors as they are reacting to something that okay. is like totally otherworldly, fantastic. Oh, like, un- uh, unbelie- the Jurassic unbelievable. Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, oh, okay, where she like, took, where, when they're reacting they to the Brachiosaurus. Yeah, when you think of many things now that fit that bill, I didn't know that was like you wouldn't actually take off your glasses to see better but they do in that moment because it's it's such well a- she's wearing sunglasses so you would in that scenario that was a bad choice you made to describe that but the idea is yeah. that the, the, it's just the, the idea is just that it's capturing someone's reaction to something that is like is really strikes you awe into take them your and there's off. you absolutely would if no you, if the sun is blaring and you take them off then you're you, you can't see anything. the sun isn't shining behind the brachiosaurus that they're looking at it's literally like on like behind the camera you don't you don't get I it disagree. you don't understand i how disagree anyway the the use of that of, of spielberg face in that movie is incredible because it very much lines up with like so much of like the footage you would see on 9-11 of people when they were looking at the towers watching what was happening uh you know you have like the people who are turned to dust from yes. who are are, yes. like blasted by the aliens and like replicating like all the ash and debris and stuff that was around there's a lot of really striking visuals that you're called to mind from it, but i i love war of the world so much just i mean because it blends blockbuster spectacle and that kind of drama together you know the bodies in the river yeah. going past that dakota fanning stares at and then there's right before they get to the ferry there's just a, a shot of a group of people walking and they're all covered in ash and, and the one that, and that same sequence too, you hear they hear the sound of that ship, the yeah. and they all just turn at the exact same time. Yeah. It's such a well orchestrated moment. No, yeah, that's good. the only thing I, I did want to talk about is it's just I think a little bit rude to give me a movie right now with a divorced main character. Yeah, I would never give you a dad dad movie. It's pretty, pretty it's you pretty, son of a bitch. That is, that's almost exclusively oh. what you've given me over the past year. And by the way, God. honestly, I have I have given Brad movies and then I go, shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's not a dad there's not a dead dad in this movie. Like, I, I've been trying and I go, ow, oh, Bull Durham? There's not a dead dad in that film. Darn it. Sorry, Brad. And every, and every time I give Ben any movie, I'm like, oh, this movie probably has somebody where a dad loves their kid. He's not gonna like that. <laughs> not, not, not a strong suit for my family. I just don't get it. I don't get the I don't, yeah. I don't connect with this. Again, 14th film in the room. I don't connect with it. <laughs> so you liked War of the World. I did. Yes. I did very much. Uh, did you love it? No, but I, I, I really liked it. Mm. it. It wasn't my favorite Spielberg film. Two of my favorites would be probably Lincoln and Saving Private Ryan. Okay. All right. What's your favorite? I mean, you're such a big fan, so it's hard probably. But yeah, we'll it's uh, honestly, it would probably end up being Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that is I mean it's it's really hard for me and probably depending on the day and the moment and the yeah. feeling. Yeah. Drew, do you have an opinion on this one? I got like three. Okay, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's like three opinions? Three opinions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Close Encounters. And Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which is the one that everyone hates, but that's my favorite. 
I don't hate it. It's definitely not the best Indiana Jones movie because I, I still like it, but yeah. Yeah. I just love the mine car chase and I love the opening where they jump out of the airplane and yeah, yeah, of course, it's just some it's great. great stunt work in that movie. It's what great. about you, Benny? Uh, favorite Spielberg, probably Jurassic Park. Honestly, it's just it's so it's so perfect as a blockbuster. That's it, true. It's it, 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 the practical like the fact that the CGI that they did was so you know limited. It wasn't about that. Even though they they could have gone the other way with it, the physical puppetry of everything and the the cast and just the writing, literally everything about that movie is great. The score, you know, everything. I, I just did a column about that because it's the 30th anniversary of the movie. Yep. And I think it's the last truly great, perfect Spielberg movie where you could just sit back and kick back and be awed and terrified. And I still think that the that the scene where the T Rex comes out of the paddock. Mm-hmm. And goes after the kids is one of the most terrifying, visceral things because you're in that it's car. It's incredible. With there's those not one, kids. There's not, and there's not one wasted second in that film. You know, and the the vibrating water in the cup is just a brilliant way to signal the approaching T-Rex. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're already getting the adrenaline thrust from that. And then just the fact that, you know, that thing just shows no mercy going for the kids. I mean, that thing is ready to just devour them. And of course, you've got one of the greatest sight gags ever where... The T Rex is approaching in the side view mirror, and it says, "You know, mm-hmm. objects may look uh, bigger than you know." Yeah, but everything, a, yeah, all the clever little tricks there. But also, when they did comedic relief, it wasn't hammy. No, it was it was it, wasn't it was Ian's character, uh, yes. Goldman's character, saying, um, "Must go faster, must go faster." Yeah, and that that in the moment, you you believe the character would absolutely. If I'm in there, I'm saying the same thing, but it's also kind of hilarious, right? But also terrifying. I, I also deal with stress with humor. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, so yeah. Like, I'm the same way. way. It's perfect. Perfect. Like there's, it is, it is probably one of the more perfect films that that non wasted moments films of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nate. <laughs> and then they did the Lost World, Jurassic Park, and that was. You know, the first seventy five percent of the Lost World. I know. Is, is I know. Great. Until it they get great. to America. Yeah. And then. Just just before they head back to to San uh, San Diego or San Francisco. San, I think Di- it's San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Then it goes to hell. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. Everything on the island is good stuff. No, you're you're not wrong. You're not Another wrong. film I, I watched was uh, signed by my buddy Benny. Uh, it is a mid '90s film starring a, a performer that was very very popular in the '90s that doesn't do much work anymore. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, not just kidding. Uh, Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. And this is um this, this is a really fun film actually. What is uh, it? Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, it's one of my all-time favorites. I yeah, love it's, it's, so a, it's a lot of fun. I had not seen it before. Oh. Um, and so so part of, Drew, what we do is we assign each other films that the... We have a long, long list of films, and we try to assign each other films that the other person hasn't seen that okay. we have seen. But, but we've seen and we like. Okay. Because we started off with like any movie that... We're past the point of loving the films we assign, but we like all of the yeah. films we assign. Um, uh, I, lo- I love most of the films, but some of them are just good films that I like. Um, but this um, is, is about a, a this is a, a mystery film or a thriller kind of action f- film uh, with Gina Davis, who again was on top of the world at this time yeah, in her yep, career. Absolutely. Now, yeah, you said that about Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, but I was just kidding. About obviously, that. it's about Gina Davis, right? Like she's and she's gone on to do whatever she's, she's doing. done some stuff still. But she's in a league of her own. Oh my god! But but that's what I'm saying though. It, it is odd, and I, I I wonder why. And I don't know. Maybe you guys do. She was on top of the world. She was probably one of the highest paid actresses at that time. Yep. I do think that she just focused on her family. 
Is that, is that I right? I really do think she had kids and just said, I don't want to do Which this Which is right fine. Now. I want to raise great. my family. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, what I happened remember. is the guy that directed The Long Kiss Goodnight had just directed her in this pirate movie, which I never saw. Did you ever Cut see? Cutthroat Island. Cut which was one of, one of the biggest flops ever, and so he was trying to rebound. And they weren't- Rennie Harlan, right? Yeah, and they weren't cutting her any slack. And I've seen that movie like about 10 times. Mm-hmm. I mean, It was the, underrated when it came out. The dialogue sure. by Shane Black. I mean, yep. I still quote, you know, uh, what happens when you make an assumption is you make an ass out of you an umption. Mm-hmm. I still use that one. Uh, you know, with women, I'm frank and earnest. Yes. In Detroit, I'm frank. Mm-hmm. In, in <laughs> New, New York, I'm earnest. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever the line is, right? But that's a clever line. So so the, the movie does, it is written by Shane Black. And so it, it, it takes you on this kind of journey about a, a woman that doesn't know who she is, right? She She's trying to figure out there's something about her that is not right. Um, and the film is taking you through kind of figuring that out and how she got there. It, there's elements of spy stuff. It, it, it's it's a thriller. It's action, but there there is it's got Samuel L. Jackson, so there's going to be some also some funny parts as well. It's uh, it's incredibly well written. Yeah, Shane Black knows it what was he's doing. just a lot of it was fun. Yeah, I, I really one of my, mo- my one of my mom's favorite films. Do you like this film, Brad? I actually haven't seen it. You oh. are you yeah. serious? No, yeah, I haven't seen it. I think you would oh. like it. I think you'd like it. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Th- you know what, Brad? That's your movie next time. You can't just give it, give, it, give it to me back to back. That's really lazy, and I'm really yeah. jealous that I got to do that because it's hard to give you a movie. Yeah, seriously. No, I'm going to do that. No kidding. It's not, it's not lazy. It's Brad's seen. Thing. It's a Brad's great movie. Like you you drew, uh, he, he's seen so many films, it, it becomes it's difficult. It's hard. To, it's just so it's difficult hard. to give him a movie he hasn't seen that, that we also like. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, let's watch. Uh, yeah, Brad, hey, watch Sharknado 8. <laughs> right, yeah, easy, easy picking. My son owns every shark. You know what? Brad and I actually watched You know what? Actually, you know, all the Sharknado movies own themselves. So yeah, <laughs> and that's it. That's all. I I finished the new girl, uh, the whole series again because yeah, it's one of my favorite that. shows. It's not a but, TV podcast, uh, and I'll probably rewatch that again because I just love it so much. It is a very funny show, Drew. What's the last movie? Great on it. What's the last <laughs> yes. movie you saw, Drew? I went to see Killers of the Flower Moon on Thursday oh. night. So we are going to keep this obviously spoiler free because it's so brand new. But or you can talk about spoilers because it's actually an event in history and it's not really yeah. a spoiler because yeah. well, everybody knows no. what happened. It's like the Titanic, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? what? Oh my God! How much people died after the ship hit the iceberg? <laughs> Why would you ruin that movie for me? What do you mean we won you know World what? War Two? You're right. When when Leonardo DiCaprio gets shot and dies at the end of the film, it is a little shocking. He's making stuff up now. He doesn't. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. <laughs> okay. But that's what I'm saying. So, Don't do that. Don't so, say that part. So Brad, why would anybody ever say, have to say that while describing the movie, whether they liked it or not? I'm just saying it just came out, so keep it spoiler free. He How reviews films for a living. You think he knows not to spoil it up top? But you know, like here's here's <laughs> another great comparison. So Peter Jackson comes out with the King Kong remake in 2005, and I loved it. I thought it was the best Spielberg movie not directed by Spielberg. And this woman writes a letter <laughs> to the uh, to the to the newspaper saying, "I don't get why he had to die at the end, the the big ape." <laughs> and you know, but it's the same thing too. You know, like uh, when I went to review the Passion of the Christ, and the opening scene is the soldiers coming to arrest Jesus, and this woman's going, "Run, Jesus, run!" Oh and I'm like, "Oh God. my gosh, wow." <laughs> I mean, did she really think they were going to rewrite this one? You know, so. <laughs> rewrite it. You know. I love that. She just got into it. She, Those Romans, really though, they really nailed it. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, a little on. too far. Yeah. Oh, calm it down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, both of you guys can talk a little bit about this film. Um, loved it. You know liked what? Hey, it. spoil away. Do whatever no, you want. I mean, I loved it, shit. liked no, it. No, it's fine. Uh, 
where's it fit, where's it fit on the Scorsese? You know, uh, the Scorsese yeah. Scorsesometer. Yeah. Nah. What'd you think? You go first. You got it. Me? Yeah. It's your, it's your turn. Uh, amazing direction, amazing acting, amazingly made. But the thing is, it's about this reign of terror in the twenties where, uh, in Oklahoma, uh, they're killing off members of the Osage community to get their money mm-hmm. based on oil. Mm-hmm. And my only problem was you didn't get to really know any of the Osage members, so they're killing them off. But you're only getting names, so you don't feel. For me, okay. yeah, yeah, you just didn't feel anything. And I thought if you're going to see a movie, you should walk away angry, and you just didn't feel any sense of loss because um, you didn't fall in love with the victims first, kind of. You, yeah, I mean, you didn't feel a connection to them, and so it falls on the shoulders of the the lead actress, Cecily Gladstone, who was amazing, but as as per history. Her husband's trying to kill her, and so he's slowly poisoning her. And so she's in a stupor for half the movie. So you have all of these these uh, Osage members dying, and you just don't you don't feel the loss. Uh, and then at the very end, you uh, well, not so much spoiler alert, but you have Martin Scorsese himself on screen in tears, saying what a tragedy this is. And I felt like you would have felt the tragedy if you knew these people. Hey, wait, Martin Scorsese acts in this? He makes cameos. A in cameo movies. at the very this end. Ca- this cameo is, is yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. But so I'm, I actually, uh, I, I get what you're saying, uh, but I completely disagree because I, and I think that it's intentionally like that because Scorsese himself, uh, he's a white director. It's not his position to like tell the movie from the perspective of strictly from the Osage people because right. he doesn't specifically know that plight. And the movie itself originally was supposed to be mostly just about the birth right. of the FBI because that's what the book primarily is. It's not not only is it just a, is it about the Osage murders, it's hey. about how the FBI came to be. Yeah. This was kind of like one of the first major investigations that what was then the Bureau of Investigation did. But then when Scorsese was digging into like research and stuff like that and went to visit Oklahoma and he met with a lot of Osage people and the descendants of the people who were part of this real story. Uh, they started digging into it and they found this personal connection between the main woman that Lily Gladstone plays, an Osage woman uh, named Molly Kyle, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Ernest Burkhart, and found this love story in the middle of all of this and the connection that they had and that it was like stuck right in the center of this. And so the movie itself is presented f- like from unfolding within this uh, the Osage community where where they're being swindled by Robert De Niro's character like having having their their land and oil and stuff swept right out from under them with this this scheme that is technically legal because of how the government like situ- situated how they were able to receive the money for the oil that was on their land and so what you get is a connection through it through this relationship where for for me what I liked about it was the the focus of the movie is mo is is in the middle of it, you have this love story and then there's this tragedy surrounding it and what it really digs into is just the heinousness of people like robert de niro's character mm-hmm. uh and all those he convinced to help pull this off and just how like unbelievably like uh diabolical it was for them to do this to these people and it, it continues this trend that scorsese has done for a long time of demystifying uh, the the hubris and the greatness of how America was right. built, you know, gangs of New York, Goodfellas, all this stuff built upon crime and like you know basically ruining other people's lives for their own benefit. Same with Wolf of Wall Street too. Yeah, and so I I think that you do feel. 
the plight, even though you don't know some of the Osage people who die, because I think you feel the pain through Lily Gladstone's performance, because she, I think you see that she genuinely loved Leonardo DiCaprio's character, mm-hmm. and he loved her, and there's, like, that's the ultimate betrayal, along with, you know, w- like, what's being done to the Osage people, including her family around her. You know, one of the problems that they ran into is that, that they're that Scorsese was concerned about is that any time a movie deals with Native Americans, it falls into what's called the white savior tropes, you know, where that white people have to come in and and save the, the poor Native Americans from the problems. And the thing with the book is, and where it ran into this problem was, and I, I was a big fan of the book, is half of the book is about the birth of the FBI and... Uh, how they were tasked with solving this case. And the, and Scorsese realized that if they focused on all that, then it was going to fall into uh, that a, trope. a white savior trope. And so I get why he did that, and I did respect it. And I guess I realized one of the things that they couldn't do is at the end of the book, the guy who's writing it sort of inserts himself into it, and he goes, and, and the granddaughter of the, the woman who's killed that was sort of the brashy... Uh, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? She's the one that they actually took down to the river and they shot her in oh, the yeah. head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rita. Rita. And so... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Cool. But at the end of the it's book... I'm just joking. <laughs> at the end of the book, um, she takes him down to the, the... the Rita's granddaughter takes the author down to the river and says, this is where my grandmother was shot. And I'm reading the book and just sobbing. But I realized that... Had they shown that, it would have been another white savior trope. So I guess the thing is, I still gave it three stars, three out of four. I think you definitely should see it. I think it's... And Robert De Niro just nailed the role of this guy who's just... Like, they're going up... It's it's like the mean streets of any Martin Scorsese. They're just going up to Osage members, in some cases, just shooting him in the head, shooting him in the back. And, um, and Lily Gladstone has some scenes where, you know, she just starts... She's just shrieking in agony. Remember at the bottom of the steps, yeah. and she's just, and it's just like, wow. I mean, this woman's going to get an Oscar nomination for this. Um, I would definitely tell people to see it. Um, I think the problem with any movie fan is when you go in with certain expectations, you almost go in with like this mental scorecard, particularly if you've read a book of what you're looking for, and it's like you unfairly judge a movie. Well, yeah, it's expectations it's versus expectation reality. It's versus sure. reality. And a lot of times I'll, I'll see a movie a second time and uh, my opinion of it changes because the, the book is still too fresh in my yeah. mind. So I think what I'll do is when it starts streaming on Apple, I'm going to watch it again. And see, because I've had that happen. There's certain like War of the Worlds when it came. It was right after you know Tom Cruise was jumping on sofas and acting like a total you know Scientology weirdo, and it was like there was some of that clouding the movie. But then I saw it again like five years, and I'm like, boy, there is some major movie making in this mm-hmm. War of the Worlds remake. So I th- I think the the cool thing about movies is is your opinion can change. You know who you are. I mean. You can see stuff as an adult that you thought was a kid, and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, for sure. And, and vice yeah. versa, right? You can watch stuff that you didn't get. And you're like, oh my God, this is so yeah. much more nuanced than I gave it credit for when I was 13. Yeah, because like my dad at 13 showed me Citizen Kane, and I thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> I didn't get it. And then um, 
I saw it again in film school and it still didn't do anything for me. And then I saw it when I was 30 and you can understand regret and missing things of your childhood. Yeah, yeah. That then you have like, the emotional experience now to watch You've it, lived right? life to, and like the same with Casablanca. I'm like, I don't, this didn't do anything for me a child, as a child. And then when you're older and you've loved and lost, you appreciate Your favorite things, piano. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. And I did see one Brad recommended that like talk to me. Oh, what was it? What was it? Talk horror, to me. Horror oh, movie. And? It was freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's it what was, they're supposed to do, right? How do you describe it? It's an Australian horror movie. Yeah, Australian horror movie. Uh, and so the basically the premise is like the latest trend among these teens is that they are doing this seance where uh, you touch this embalmed hand and you let a spirit in. And it basically possesses you for a minute, and like they record, they're recording you like on video, and they're all laughing because like you're saying weird shit, and then like you pull it out, and then then everyone's just like, oh my god, that was crazy, and then one goes wrong, and they let it stay stay in for too long, and then shit gets real. Yeah, there's an actress in that film and War of the Worlds. Which one? Who is it? Oh, uh, from Two Towers, and yeah. from yeah, from, Miranda Otto. Yeah, yeah, she's the mom. Nine Eleven movie mm-hmm. or. Wow. Oh. No? It's pretty funny. Hobbits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, talk to me. So you like Talk to Me? I liked it a lot. thought the lead actress was amazing. Yeah. It's re- it's really, really good. Have you seen you Talk to Me yet, Ben? I don't, uh, I'm not doing horror right now. It came out like three months ago yep, or something like not that. Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Still not doing it. <laughs> Brad, what, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, well, I saw, oh gosh, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, well, first I want to say Killers of Flower Moon. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think you should see it in theaters. It's a three hour and 20 minute movie. Uh, so I'm three hours and 20 minutes. How many times yeah. do you think I'd have but to But it doesn't feel like a I mean, three hour be, 20 be, movie. I mean, we talk about I that like at I, least 10 times. I don't care that it's approaching three hours because a lot of those can, can move like Oppenheimer, right? It's yeah. fine. But 320 seems, that seems really long. It doesn't it, feel like it. It. It, it is long, but it does justify its runtime and it's, okay. it's very, right. well, okay. very okay. well done. Okay. Um, don't be a baby. Take a catheter with you. Oh, <laughs> I would if I could. Don't be a baby. <laughs> All right, take a catheter with you. <laughs> on that line of, on that track. <laughs> so, and yes, I do like where yes, we're going yes, with. Yes, here we yes, go. All right, here yes, we go. Drew, so I'll, I'll tell the story tactfully. Got very no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. This, <laughs> I don't know what if you know what show you're on. Okay, <laughs> I got very sick. Was in the hospital and had to have that. And then as the nurse was removing it, she said, I want you to know I love your reviews. In the oh, newspaper. my God. And I'm thinking of all the times to get recognized. I said, "I said, well, now you can appreciate it on a whole new level. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, as she was removing, you know, we had to go four sizes bigger. <laughs> oh. Next time you see a movie... Think of this moment. Oh, yeah. Weird place to get recognized. Oh, my God. That's really funny. That's heinous. That's very good. Uh, yeah, Brad. So the last movie that I saw, uh, you know, um, Nate is very well known for giving me uh, great movies. Stuff that really, <laughs> really, nice, hit, really pulls at the heartstrings. And honestly, that's kind of true. It does. Stuff that pulls at the heartstrings. Stuff that makes you think. Yeah. Stuff- or you guys just say, I need to stop watching depressing movies all the time. I don't say that because I don't have I a problem. I say with that it. all the time. <laughs> yeah. He gave me a movie last night. What the fuck was it? I don't know. What was the. Uh, no, no, no. The, the, the Weatherman? Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. No, it's not. It's depressing as hell. And there's no redeeming quality. The Nick it's Cage just, movie? Yes. Yeah, it's just good. sad. Hey, Ben, take the hint, buddy. 
I, I get it. I totally get it. I'm like, well, I'm. I just went through a fucking breakup. You know, I, I'm, I'm single now. I live alone. And 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 Nate's like, you know, here, watch something that is going to make you sad the whole time. And then when you go, when you turn it off, you're like, yeah, that was sad. That's the whole. That's the whole shtick. Yeah. When no, but when I'm sad, I want to watch that movie. I don't. It makes me even sadder. Oh, buddy, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Anyway. And sometimes you got to get in touch with your feelings. I am. Oh. I'm in touch enough. Are you though? Uh, yeah, because we've been thinking about that. Yeah, we, we don't and we've been thinking about you, buddy. I, yeah, sometimes I get sad. Okay, but it was you know it was a we're, we're moving on. Everything's fine. Let it out, sweetie. So what did you watch, Brady? Boy? <sighs> uh, like I said, you always give me movies that just really really make me feel something. And uh, you're setting me up here. This this movie definitely made me feel something. Uh, do they? Do they? I don't even wait, 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 real quick, wait, wait. I don't even remember. Hold on, hold on. real quick, Uh-oh. Brad. Do they resonate with you? Uh, oh, I see what you did. Critic. Critics speak. Nate gave me Anaconda. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. That's a fun movie. That's then. a yeah. fun movie. Ben and I both like yeah. that. Yeah. This movie is not nearly as fun as you think it is. It has the potential to be so bad it's good, but it's just. It's like a cool classic. That yeah. Movie. No, it's. it's, it's, it's see, your problem is you watch it alone. Ben, defend me on this one, right? No, no. If you watch it with e- at least one other person, yep. you're both going to have it a great time. It is fun. I, I watched it with Brittany. We did not have a good time. Uh, Get a better fiance. <laughs> it, it is, I love Brittany. I'm going to tell her you said that. I'll tell her myself. That's fine. She'll, but what did you think of John Voight's final scene? Yes. This, so here's the thing. John Voight is the saving grace of this movie because not only is that final moment great for him where he gets chewed, chewed up, looks like chewed up gum. What accent that is he doing? That accent he's is like incredible. Doing, he's like, it's like half Cajun, half Scarface. Yep. I thought Scarface. And it's yeah. incredible. I don't even know why. Like, what? What are you, you doing? Come down here to the bayou. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, John. my God. Just, that, that was definitely worth it. Uh, but, yeah. Man, that snake fucking I had a sucks. massive crush on Jennifer Lopez after this. I had a Massive crush on Ice Cube. Uh, wow! Naturally, I had a massive headache after watching this movie. <laughs> really? If, if it was made today, the the CGI would have been obviously a lot oh, better. Uh, right. But man, I remember loving this. Uh, I love. It's it. also October. I'm trying to give you like some kind of horror monster. Oh, you. trust you me, I was it. horrified yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I'm surprised you didn't no, find like, anything fun in this movie. Any redeeming no, qualities? There's about it? there's some fun. There, I mean, there's just it's fun campy stuff. fun. Yeah, there's fun stuff about it because because it's campy. Um, I don't know. Like it's it's just one of those things where I was frustrated because I feel like. It was on the cusp of being something that could have been a good monster did movie. You, did you like Lake Placid? I love Lake Placid. Yeah, I like Lake Placid. So, so then I think that's a what, better movie. What it is, but also and it kind of isn't so much, in my opinion, of a departure. I think Lake Placid knows what it is. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it right. definitely is a wink. And, yeah. And not a, not a John Voight wink. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, fair. Yeah. So because Anaconda, I think, takes itself a it's, little too it's seriously. It's playing itself too straight. It's really trying to be a monster movie. That's uh, fair. The score is great. Yes. Um. And like, honestly, the score kind of reminded me of Predator in yeah. a way. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yes. It does. But uh. But yeah, it's just the snake. Owen Wilson's in this even. He is. And he, he is. is. And it's yeah. the outline of his face and the snake when it goes. <laughs> yeah. Into water. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. yeah but so it's fun. <sighs> it was yeah. fun. The, the snake just looked too trashy for me it to like was. really. Well, it was ninety six. Really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But the the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park for me. Oh, what was oh. the budget on each film? Yeah, this <laughs> budget was forty-five million. Yeah, exactly, nothing. But what was the budget on Jurassic Park? Two hundred million. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was like fifty-five, sixty. There's, yeah, think. there's no way it was two hundred million in nineteen ninety-three. Listen, I'm talking adjusted values. Indiana here, Jones: The Dial of Destiny just cost two hundred million to make <laughs> this year. <laughs> I thought that was the problem. Was it was four hundred million. I'm not joking. Like I thought with with marketing and everything, it was like four hundred million. With, I mean, was I, having, after marketing, uh, yeah. sure, yeah. But Jurassic sure. Park had a budget of uh, sixty. So it, was, it had 
20 million, million more. more which is i mean when you're talking 40 to 90, 60 1993 difference uh but yeah so um it's fu- it, it's fun to see jennifer lopez in a shitty movie like this because uh this was like just before she got like super famous right she, the right. selena and this and u-turn all came out in the same year and then a year or two later she got she started her pop career and then just fucking and took then out off. of sight and then out of sight yeah. legitimized yeah, yeah, her for yeah sure. out of, yeah out of sight definitely helped uh, and then she started just getting lead roles wedding planner all that yeah. stuff and she was a fly girl yeah that's she true was back in the uh, in living color days yeah, yeah. enough well i hope that's a, just a i hope that, that you'll no, like I mean, enough talking about jennifer lopez uh, <laughs> i do hope that you'll like anaconda's the hunt for the blood what's orchid. anaconda yeah honestly what is anaconda is, is that like a, a russian woman <laughs> it's the new film is that a first and a last name anaconda i just read on the wikipedia that uh sony pictures is rebooting it uh with screenwriter evan doherty I don't know who that um, is. He, uh, he worked on one of the Godzilla movies. Yeah, he wrote Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, Divergent, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 2014, The Huntsman, Winter's War, and oh. Tomb Raider. Oh, so, not so he really needs no, to yeah, work. No, he, he keeps getting work. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> That's the one thing about you can say about that guy is he I heard, keeps getting work. Yeah, I heard one of those movies uh, and it was good. <laughs> Tom Gormican is going to direct it. never even heard of that guy. No. I know the name and I forget what he directed, though. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, he's going to. Um, Samuel MDB. Uh, maybe it is a film that you've heard of. Uh, the he Pacifier. W- uh, no. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Okay, oh, that was that's, good. Right, that's yeah. good. That's a good movie. Yeah. That was good. So if they're trying to make a really funny Anaconda, then uh, <laughs> I'm down. Funaconda? Put Nicolas Cage in Anaconda reboot and I'm Okay, there. now we're talking uh-huh. with the same accent that John Boy had. Oh, please. That would be fun. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, <laughs> the jungle where Anaconda is. Port of Call, the yeah. jungle where Anaconda is. If they call it exactly that and it says starring Nicolas Cage, I'll be their opening fucking Abs- absolutely. night. Absolutely. I'll, I'll have tickets the next day. Um, Taylor Swift will be the new Jennifer Lopez. Bad Bunny will be Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, perfect. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> Bring it in. Uh, I did Owen so- Wilson, played by Owen Wilson. Yeah, just he, bring him he back. Reprises, but have him play himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he just got out done with Loki and <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! That's oh a wow! Big snake. That's a big snake. <laughs> anyway, you got me. Uh, I did watch a few other things uh, that I will mention. Um, I Not s- TV. I'll mention TV if I damn well want to. Okay, let's you go. Should. Let's go. Let's go. You know, I'm gonna take it slow. Just oh my god, oh, hey, we're already hey. like nine hours over. I know. Uh, what time are we at? I don't know. We are at 43 minutes. Yeah. yeah. See, grow we up. Barely, you know, we got to do trailers. Uh, so I saw Poor Things, uh, which is the oh, yes. new movie by your ghost, Lantimos, oh. uh, who did I, this. And I'm, I, am, I want to say this again. I am so impressed that you can pronounce that name. Oh, thanks. Has Thank he you. done anything in English? <laughs> I can't handle this movie. I have to I have to uh, clarify what ben, ben is making a reference to here, because I went to go see a press screening of this as part of the Chicago International Film Festival, uh, and there was a critic there. Uh, who is this is his job a legitimate critic yes not just like somebody who thinks they're a critic yeah and he talked to a couple other people in front of me and he went, went is this is his is this his first English language oh, film oh man and I'm just like you fucking because what else you, for our listener who, what else has he so directed so he did Brent? The Favorite which was an Oscar nominated film and The Lobster The Lobster the, uh, I couldn't the handle the that Sacred movie. Deer the Killing hunt, of a Sacred kill, Deer yeah, yeah. I mean, so this is his, at the very least his fourth and, English and honestly, language film and honestly pretty, pretty, big pretty, pretty big fucking movies yes, yes. also let, let also say this is what you do for a living exactly. wikipedia it. yeah like i wish someone would have just come in and said we're gonna need this press back <laughs> yeah, go home uh so i you know uh, what hey fuck away. <laughs> fuck away um i i like the lobster a lot uh i like i like the favorite a lot uh 
he's he's definitely a uh, a strange director. It's uh, uh, dark dark comedy stuff. Yeah. Um, a little bit of like uh, strange whimsy in a way. I'm not sure that honestly, if like if I knew him personally and he invited me over for dinner and he's like, hey, do you want to see what's in the trunk in my basement? I'd be like, I'm gonna go home. Uh, <laughs> I oh feel no. like there's a very creepy. I'm going I'm with straight you, to that basement. I'm totally I'm down this, with you on he's that. He's got that little bit of like. Mm, it's a little it. too weird. I'm going straight to that basement. Yeah. But it, uh, it, never it, to be that, heard from again. Because it's also that fantasy element that it is. carries with yeah. it. It is. You know. It's like, and oh this, no, this is a real monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, and this, I think, is his most fantastical movie, uh, simply because of the set, the setting and the characters and whatnot. What is the pre- sorry? What is the premise? So the, the best way to describe it is it's basically Barbie meets Frankenstein in a way. Uh, Willem Dafoe plays this scientist who, um, by the way, perfect actor for his films. By the yeah. way, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no I actually, kidding. I actually don't want to give away how this happens because the re- reveal is kind okay. of interesting. But basically, the idea uh, is that Willem Dafoe plays this doctor who is taking care of Emma Stone, who is a woman whose mind has not fully developed. She basically has the mind uh, of a child, and she's still figuring out her motor skills and like what the world is and like how to how to talk and and eat and all these things. So she's still figuring a lot of this this out. Um, but she's developing quickly because it's it's her mi- mind, you know, is in a grown woman's mm-hmm. body, essentially. Uh, and so as she starts to learn things and whatnot, she wants to go out and explore and see the world. Uh, and she encounters Mark Ruffalo, who is trying to help uh, Willem Dafoe with like some legal things. And he decides to try and basically hit on her and sweep her off her feet and t- take her away. And so as she's learning more and wanting to discover things and learn about herself, specifically her body, because she started to discover herself sexually, she wants to go out and basically have this like fuck about trip uh, to go go out with him and just, you know, learn about all these things and have this experience. Yeah, this sounds super normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, so it's, it's very much a very strange movie, but it's also extremely funny. It is a, a, a very funny, funny. Yeah, very funny dark comedy. Emma Stone is hilarious in it. Mark Ruffalo is hilarious Listen, in it. When you said those actors, right? Like I respect both of them so much. Yeah. Emma Stone can do no wrong. Yeah. And Mark Lowe, same thing. I, I trust them, you yeah. know. And for them to read a script like this and say, "Yeah, I'm in." And Emma Stone is a producer on it too. Oh, that's like, great. Yeah. yeah. And so, but no, it is. It is. It's very good. Uh, it's very sexual. There was a lot more nudity and sex than I was anticipating. Um, but it is. It's very funny and very well done. Very, we, very strange. Very surreal. Very artistic. A little bit of uh, is there some uh, Mark uh, Pinelo? Uh, there's no 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 ruffalo, <laughs> no, ru- no no rough down below. <laughs> um, but he yeah he he in particular is very funny because he kind of play, he's plays like such a, a douche nozzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I haven't heard that term. I do since like, I was like in I do seventh like grade. Ruffalo, yeah, though. douche but, uh, nozzle. But no, be if you if you do take a chance on it, know that it is very strange, and you might be like, what the fuck am I watching? But it is. It, it, I think you'll find that it will be worth. By the way, the can end. we have can we assign this film to Ben? No. When he nope, watches nope, it with nope, Seal, nope, nope, nope. his mom. No, oh, that, no, that would no, be just so no, weird. No, 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 we're doing it. Oof. By the way, that's not a caveat that we could do. Like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Nate, I need you to watch uh, this really it's inappropriate. Yeah. You know what? Get Finn and go watch uh, Showgirls. By the way, you didn't use my oh, mom. Classic. my mom because she's dead. I know. That's why I, I had to <laughs> pick the next closest thing to your kid. Cool. Finn would probably love this film. He, he would love Showgirls. Even Boogie Nights. That's a classic. <laughs> Even his mullet. <laughs> so you've seen Showgirls? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. And he's seen the movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> cha, 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 cha. Anything else you saw, buddy? I saw Dicks. <laughs> 
the musical. <laughs> and how was that? Uh, it's this. Uh, I, I liked it. Um, it's, so I will. I will give the the, the disclaimer that uh, it's an A twenty four movie. So Ben's probably gonna hate it. No, no, no. This is an A twenty four comedy. No, no, it's true. Um, but it, so it is a it is a absurd, uh, raunchy musical by these two two guys, uh, Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp. Uh, and they're basically unknown, but they adapted this uh, thirty-minute like stage show they did at the Upright Citizen Brigade Theater for a long time. Uh, and the premise is that so these are two guys who are very uh, openly gay, and they they make note of this at the top of the thing. Just, we just want to like we want to point out that this uh, show is written and stars two gay men who are playing it straight, which we think is very courageous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but so it's funny because they are very, they're not hiding any of like their their those traits, you know, as far as like the way that they present their mannerisms and talk and whatnot. But they're playing these two douche bro chauvinist straight guys. So, so is it super lispy? We're like I just I just can't wait to just fucker. Well, one, one of them does does kind of have that like way, way of talking, but like just the way that they present themselves is just they're very much like clearly gay men tr- like playing it straight, and <laughs> and that's hilarious in itself. But the songs are presented in a very uh, classic Broadway musical way with like these very artificial sets. But they're, they're all about like them hooking up with women, and then but then there's this uh, parent trap element to it where they they discover that they are identical twins who have been estranged from each but other. They don't really look exactly, like and, that, and, that's, okay. and that's a joke. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, though their parents are Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane, who nice. are hilarious, uh, and they are spinning uh, gold out of uh, straw here because it's a very thin premise. Um, it's it's not particularly you know smart necessarily. It's very funny, very absurd, but it doesn't fully sustain itself for and it's and it's a breezy movie. It's only ninety minutes, and so for it not to be able to fill that strong enough, I was like, eh, okay. But I still had a fun time because of how ridiculous it was. Nathan Lane is a national treasure. He really is, and Megan Minnelli is very. Oh funny no, she's fantastic. Well. Uh, but yeah, very inappropriate, very funny, very raunchy. Uh, I enjoyed it. So um, see it, but it has some shortcomings. I would see it personally. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to like Peacock or something. No, no, I would go see it in theaters. Just have, just have a good time. Take your mom. Hey, take your mom. She died. <laughs> but she would love this. <laughs> but yeah, no, take the urn. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's what uh, that's 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 where I'll guys. Leave let's you. talk about some trailers. You didn't see any movies? No, I really didn't. What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> Being sad, Brad. I don't know. What do you want from me? What else is new? You've been sad, Brad. Actually, I, I I'll admit this. Uh, I actually uh, I I had time to watch. Oh, instead I I have got, I have got. A little bit back into video games. Did you play your fucking golf video I game? Did, I did. You I did. I know. Stupid son I of a know. bitch. He's got a okay. next gen game system. He just got a PlayStation Five and an Xbox Series X. You know what fucking game he's playing? PGA Tour. No, because I don't play video games. Road to but the I'm so he's mad playing, right he's now. He's playing PGA Tour. Road to the Masters. No. Yeah. Max. My Max. No. Road Masters. It's fun. He's playing what? a fucking golf video. I game. Will, no. I will never get to play Augusta, but on that game I can. What? <laughs> Nate is flabbergasted. Sorry, so I did. I, I probably. How long did you play that game? Uh, between that and like the last dark, which is the other. Is game that I like? Played. Is it kind of like? Oh te- yeah, that's right. You were playing a fucking survival game too. Yeah. How many hours did you waste? I'm not, in these I'm not joking. Games? Probably like ten to fifteen. He could have like, watched an entire season of television. Yeah. But I, I chose to. My mental health was more important. You played Tecmo G, uh, PGA. What? Tecmo PGA or something? Yeah, sure. Yep. 
Tech, you know, tech mobile bowl. You know what? And it wasn't a football game. It's bowling. Yeah. Just because just because Ben did this, I'm going to talk about something else I watched. I just watched the first season of Succession. <sighs> I need Do to you see like that. it? I, I did. I did oh, yeah, love you, it. You, no, no, no. The, 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 the first season of Succession is great. Uh, the problem is they just keep... It's you know, the same by the thing, fourth right? thing. It's, it's the like, same thing. By the four, every every time. Time. Succeed! <laughs> Somebody succeed! This is coming from the guy who watched every season of Entourage, which is I did literally not, oh, the exact I, no, same thing every it. episode. Don't, don't I hate did, on no, Entourage. I never I like watched Entourage. that. You know that. You I like Entourage. Oh, I, I watched every season of Entourage. I, I like Entourage. <laughs> Wait, what? Why'd you act like I would... Because it's a douche bro It show. is the same. I, yeah. But I'm the only one here that didn't watch it. <laughs> Fuck both of you. And you do... I'm just joking. What? What? I like Entourage because of the show business angle and not because of the douche bro aspect. Sure. Keep telling yourself that. I laugh at it. No, because the cameos in it are great. No, honestly. I've seen a few. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I know you watched it. I watched a few episodes here and there. He watched the whole thing. We know he did. I know that like he played Aquaman. Yeah, he did. And then he did... Hold on, wait. The other one... Oh, shit. The fake movie. Uh... Fuck, well, fuck. There's a lot of fake movies he makes. No, I know, but like the, the one that, like the, the the one that was Medellin. Oh yeah, it's Medellin. Medellin. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Damn it's it. Scarface. Any Hoozle. Yeah. So I <laughs> no. I honestly, I think Succession is great, and uh, so I, I we just started watching the second season, but no, the ensemble is incredible. Oh no, it's great. Jeremy show. Strong, Brian Cox, you know Sarah Snook. Jeremy Kieran, Strong is fantastic. He is. Yeah, he's amazing. Karen Culkin, man, he's such oh, a, a such dick. a fucking prick. Oh, fucking I mean, everyone's terrible, and <laughs> that's the hard thing. He's is a fucking asshole. They're all. Terrible There's people. no redemption in any of it, and that's what bothers yeah. me. See, I don't. I like a character that has some. I don't kind mind of it because like I love. I arc. love seeing them being so venomous and like just like watching them crumble and like deal, the, deal with all these things. The cringiest episode I watched. Uh, don't from, ruin anything if it's after season one. No, no, I, 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 I won't. Uh, I, I'm 99 percent sure this is season one. Is the baseball game? Nope. Oh wait, yes, first episode where yeah. they, they, they. The helicopter in yep. and all that, and it's like that's like because they put that that guy up to bat, yeah, or the kid, the kid up to bat, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Like that's how you know, right? They're, they're just terrible people. Yeah, and the way Kieran Culkin tears up that check, oh. and it's just like Dude, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's a great great show. And I- oh my god, I'm talking about TV. No, no, no. Fuck, you got me. You got me. You son of a bitch. Da-da-da-da. So yeah, there we go. Trailer time. We're talking trailers. Trailer time. Let's go. We'll accept that. Yeah. All right. All right. What trailers did we watch? <laughs> was was that so jarring that I yeah, did that? You're I, like, I don't know. We're I, doing I it. forgot what we Let, did. Let's let's start with the one that I know Ben's going to want to talk about. Anyone but you. This uh, film stars. Why? Listen, uh, guys. Why? Why? Sydney why, Sweeney and why, Glenn Powell. Um, why? No. It's it's been it's been said many times on this podcast that you are the Glenn Powell of uh, <laughs> Go Flix Yourself. I will say, I I feel a kindred spirit to Glenn. Um, now he's. He's not necessarily my spirit animal, but I do feel connected to him. Um, By the way, this is... I think it's the kind of thing that where it's like uh, like he's like the mirror version of Glenn Powell. I can see that. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like, like we have Glenn Powell, and over here you got Ben Conowitz. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so this is like a, a Hallmark film that they're doing for the, the theater, right? No. No. It is. Come no. on. The premise. No. Hey, we got to pretend to like each other. So the, so the yeah, tra- what is the premise? The, so I this is so. only a, this is only a minute trailer, and they're very clearly keeping the full premise. Here, let, let me from let, from being. Let me read from Rotten Tomatoes what the premise is okay. according to them. Okay, in the edgy comedy, anyone but you, B, played by Sydney Sweeney, and Ben, so B and Ben, played by Glenn Powell, look like the 
perfect couple, but after an amazing first date, something happens that turns their fiery hot attraction ice cold. Herpes. Until they find <laughs> themselves unexpectedly thrust together at a destination wedding in Australia. So they do what any two mature adults would do, pretend to be a couple. Is that not the premise of so many rom-coms? <laughs> yeah, but do you know how many good rom-coms there are that do stuff like that all the time? And I'm going to tell you what the secret ingredient here is. Besides, Matthew McConaughey. Behi- besides Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney, uh, this is directed and written by Will Gluck. Do you know what movies Will well, Gluck has done? Yeah, Nate? Uh, he did. He- Do I? Yes, uh, Peter Rabbit. Ugh, Jesus Christ! Of course <laughs> and so. Peter Rabbit too, he and did- Friends with Benefits, and Pe- Annie, wait, Pe- and Fired Up, and Easy. What? Ed. Peter Rabbit too? More carrots? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the most important one, I hey, I don't, guys, the I don't redemptive know, I don't one is Easy A. He did Easy, easy A. a. That's a good one. one. All right, there you go. And honestly, the, uh, the first- like Friends with Benefits or no? It's fine, but yeah. it kind of got it's caught up in really that no yeah. strings attached double yeah. feature Which thing. one's better? I've never seen either. Friends with Benefits is probably better. Is that the Mila Kunis? I'm not joking. Which one's which? You just said you knew a second ago. No, I said I don't. I've never seen either one of them. That's what I said. Friends with Benefits is the Timberlake Mila Kunis one. No strings attached is Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Sorry. Yeah, see, I I always confuse them. I thought it was Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. I can't. But it's like, there's no way this is going to be better than The Proposal. First of all, I don't think the proposal is all that great. That's I lo- all. I, I love the I think proposal. Ryan Reynolds and Sandra I am Bullock a sucker are for the oh, proposal. Get I, out of I, think town. Ra- I think Ryan Reynolds Sandra Bullock, and Sandra Bullock are a great duo. Betty that's all you White. Need. I think Betty, White. Betty, Betty White is hilarious in it. I think that don't the, ever speak ill of Craig T. I Nelson. I think that the Craig movie. The, you're just listing cast members. Yeah, and they're, they're all Craig great. Craig is great. I love Craig movie. T. Nelson. The proposal overstays its welcome by a good 20 minutes. Nope, oh, true. wow, not wow. True, the guy that's like, hey, cool as far moon, nine hours, but it's worth it. And the t- one movie, 20 minutes too long? Did you just compare the proposal <laughs> yes, to a Martin Scorsese <laughs> movie, that. you stupid prick? Oh, by the, the way, the fact that you're so pretentious that you can't have two, 20 it's minutes. It's 108 minutes. It's 108 minutes. And 20 of them were unnecessary. Oh, my God. Romantic comedy, if you know what you're doing, you get in, you get out, 90 minutes. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. This is the proposal, probably worse. Is what this new film is. Uh, no, I disagree. I, I think that there's something else that's bubbling here, but which is why they're kind of keeping it low key with this teaser trailer. And plus, they don't really make movies like this anymore, where there is like a little bit of sizzling sexual chemistry and also some decent comedy this, along with it. So this was a choice in this trailer to do like the Fifty Shades of Grey type score over the whole thing. Yeah, and yes. It, the dick tap in the trailer is funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. but with the score of Fifty Shades of Grey going on, it was a little confusing, honestly. I didn't really know what to expect, and that's yeah. what a teaser trailer should do. What yeah. was so your, I'm interested. What was your favorite part of this trailer, Ben? Uh, I, I, I Probably Glenn uh, Powell's his name. Is that what it is? Drew. She's very pretty. What did you think of this trailer? She's very pretty. I'm going to have to know about more because it didn't do it for me in the trailer. It seems very by the numbers, and that's we, what I'm we, saying. Yeah. It just seems a little bit by the numbers. I mean, every romantic comedy seems by the numbers. I, but that's, I will tell kind, you, that's kind of the point. But that's what I'm saying. Is it's, it's just I, a, no? I, I like this trailer though because yeah. instead well, of instead we of most, know you like this. Oh, trailer. calm down. Most <laughs> most romantic comedy trailers though, the entire movie is shown. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, yeah, I don't need to see. And that. what's the point? Yeah. This is actually a. Tra- it's this is actually a trailer. Yeah, I. I you might be right, though, Brad, and I think you might be for they're holding something back yeah. to the premise in this. Yeah, and that's what I want to see, yeah. The the trailer really was a paint-by-numbers trailer, right? Other than really two beautiful people yeah, in the why, trailer. Why do you hate Sassy Swanson? What's her name? Sassy Swanson. <laughs> Sassy that's what we're going to call her from now on. Sassy Swanson. What is it? Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, why do you hate Sassy Swanson? Sassy Swanson is her name now. 
this film comes out December 22nd. Is this something you're going to Oh, it's going to be a Christmas movie for you. Oh, my God. No. You can sit there with an erection next to your mom. Yes. Yes. We go to the theater every Christmas day to watch a film. My family. And this year it's going to be a double feature. Poor things and anyone but you. And Brad and I are going to be a row behind him just laughing the whole time. They're like, oh, man, that. Ben, can I sell the popcorn? No! no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mom, no. You know, that's the worst when you see a movie with your parents and then something wildly inappropriate <laughs> yeah. comes up. You know, I when I my wife and I first started dating, we meet at Dunes Plaza in Michigan City because it was the piano and that was supposed to be the movie. And then what half an hour into it, there's Harvey Keitel, Buck Naked. Yep. And we're like, oh, wrong movie. <laughs> you know, oh, you should, have to, you should have to cut the tension by pointing it out, though. So basically, if, <laughs> Penis! if, if it's ever happening, you just go, oh, they're going to make Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad had the best joke because my mother goes, I just can't relate to a movie about a, a mute woman. And my dad said, neither can I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that's why they got divorced. So <laughs> little, little fun fact for you guys, or a little trivia uh, question for you. Dermot Mulroney and Rachel Griffiths star in this film. What is the last film they starred together oh, in? Best Friend's Wedding. Yep. Is that right? That is right. Nice. 1997's nice. Yep. My nice. Best Friend's Wedding. Nicely done, sir. Uh, it's Dermot Mulroney, not Dribble McDillett. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <Sassy> Swanson. <laughs> Isn't it Dribble? Dribble McDillett? It's Dribble McDillett. Is it Dribble? Yeah. All right. The okay. other trailer we watched is okay. uh, uh, kind of... Uh, Combine some of our other interests because we've got a podcast that uh, reviews and recaps Saturday Night Live episodes as well called the Ten to One. This is the Please Don't Destroy the oh, Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Do you want me to read the the synopsis of this or no? Sure. All right. <laughs> sure. And Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. John Goodman narrates the adventure of Ben, Martin, and John, three childhood friends turned deadbeat coworkers who fend off hairless bears. I'm 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 already laughing at this. <laughs> Desperate park rangers uh, and a hypocritical cult leader played by Bo and Yang, in the hopes of finding a priceless treasure, only to discover that finding the treasure is the easiest part of the journey. Care not wait. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it looks utterly hilarious. The only thing I'm upset about is that it's not going to the theater. It's yeah. coming to Peacock. Yeah, I was supposed to come to theaters sometime earlier this year. They switched it, and now it's a Peacock uh, exclusive. This looks fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're laughing from the trailer, yep. uh, and and laughing like, hard, honestly, yep. yeah, it was a it was a, a lot of laughs. We we love. Please don't destroy. They are uh, such a great. For those addition. of you that maybe don't Absolutely. know, actually, if you don't yeah, listen you to explain. the Ten to One podcast, please don't destroy. Yeah. Well, but by the way, what's what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Please Don't Destroy is a comedy trio, uh, Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Herlihy, uh, who are a comedy group on Saturday Night Live, where they are not only writers, but they also make their own videos, kind of similar to what the Lonely Island did with SNL digital shorts back in the day. Right. And so now they but are- for like almost a new generation, right? Yeah, they exactly. Very uh, absurd. Yeah. So they, they had a lot some viral videos go on social media before they became part of SNL. Now they've been with SNL for uh, three years, not two years? Two years. Yeah. Uh, and so they they are hilarious. This is their first movie, uh, and thankfully they're not really relying on a lot of big names to help them out with it. The only two big names that are in it are Conan O'Brien and Bowen Yang. Otherwise, they're really just like resting this on their own skills as writers and and actors. And what's interesting about this is Conan, you, you've seen this, uh, Brad. You've already seen this film, but 
Conan O'Brien acts in this, and he famously talks on his podcast. You know, up until now, he's never been an actor. Yeah, he's never done acting yeah. roles. This is an actual how, how performance. Does, how does he do in this? I mean, he's very funny. He, so he uh, he plays uh, Ben Marshall's dad. Uh, if the red hair didn't give it away, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he so he's just, he's kind of like your typical dad figure who is like expecting his son not to be a fuck up, and it's kind of always incredulously like acting like what the okay. hell are you doing? Oh, okay. What I love about this, All right. the I'm please in. don't destroy guys, <laughs> the please don't destroy guys, is that these three have been best friends since like childhood, right? Yeah. Two of the three dads worked on SNL. You know, they they are part of kind of comedy comedy royalty for for that world. So, and back when they were first hired at SNL, uh, they're of course online. You know. Oh, it must be nice if your dad working at so get you a job. And then you watch the first like three sketches they did, and you're like, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah, here's a, like it's uh, there's a lot of talk about nepo babies these days, and like mm-hmm. and looking at it, it's a bad thing. It's like nepo no, no, nepo, nepo baby, baby can get can get you like to a certain point, but like especially especially in comedy, you've got to be funny yeah. or else right. you're not going to stick around. Foot in the door, especially is one Saturday thing. Night Live. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty harsh. Yeah, like you're, like you're not you're not coasting like you know just because your your dad is Chevy Chase you know and like being part of the oh, SNL cast the I entire time the kid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis Chase. Yeah. And you know what? From this trailer, it looks like we actually a comedy is actually going to go for it, and not worry about offending us. You know, I mean, we're so afraid to be funny anymore. Of who's toes we're going to step mm-hmm. on this looks like it's just going to go for it yeah i also love and, the absurdity of just uh i love it when there's a simple premise that i just haven't thought of before like in the trailer there's clearly a, a big hawk yeah and it's walking after them instead of flying and that they call it out like does it not know it can fly like, <laughs> yeah. it's just i've never thought of that yeah but that premise is hilarious and it's so easy now that it's out there i'm like how has that not been done before, right? It just yeah. seems very, I love comedies like that where it's just, there's a very basic premise that's just never been discovered. Yeah. Oh God, I can't wait. And yeah. This could turn into the adoration hour for these guys because I love them so much, yeah. but you can deliver that line in so many different ways, but right. the ways in which they deliver their yeah. lines make me laugh. Yeah. I mean, just the subtlety. The, 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 and uh, what is it? Incredulity? Yeah. Is that the word? It, yeah. And they just manage these subtle humor things that I just, the, I just. Well, we talk about uh, on the other podcast, we talk about escalation in the mm-hmm. sketches and you need to escalate to make it funny. And, and in a movie, it must be very hard because you can't go to 11 immediately. Uh, so there's got to be like ups and downs. So I can't wait to see how they manage. Like you know, they're walking through the woods and it's not that funny, and then something funny happens. How do you go back down? That's a I really. Asked, I asked Brad that. I said, "Is this just a please don't destroy short film turned into kind of a long film? So it it just stretches everything because we've seen SNL sketches turned into films. It's pat, <laughs> it's, and not, it's not, not a great. great film, right? And and you did say it's not right. They no, got a actual film. Yeah, there. it's it's very much in the vein of like uh, like Hot Rod or something like that, where they do have like a full I'll story, but it. they have I'll take silly it. characters and like just you know random bits of, of just funny things that happen with them and, and whatnot. So it's it's the same kind of comedic tone, um, and yeah, it's, it's just very funny. I, re- uh, I really liked it a lot. This reminds me of a film that I would have watched at thirteen, or that my son Finn's going to watch at thirteen or fourteen years old. And and quote with all of his friends for sure, yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, the workaholics boys did a movie, mm-hmm. and it was terrible, right? And so I I look at this going, the trailer for the workaholics film was not as good as this trailer, right? But I still had high hopes, and my expectations now are pretty high for this film. Uh, do you feel like the trailer is representative of the overall, 
or or did they do that thing where it's like they kind of put a lot of the jokes? No, they definitely they there's definitely so good. so okay. much more that is, okay, is funny good. in the movie because in the workaholics and I, I'm sorry I can't remember the the name of the film but uh, in that trailer game felt, over man it felt like wow these the, these are the these are definitely the jokes yeah you know yeah you, you've seen the best in the yeah. trailer yeah and that so, didn't feel like it here yeah no definitely not there's the the movie is consistently funny the entire way through Brad, is it more funny i need to know <laughs> jesus calm down so it's not ending up on peacock just because it's not good enough for theater no i honestly i think really what it is it comes down to is just that studios aren't taking a chance on spending theatrical money on comedies anymore because people just right. aren't turning up for them in theaters like it's it's got to be a movie that justifies being on the big screen has some kind of legendary filmmaker attached or some big, yeah, you know, big like, name star like strays Right, <laughs> that should have definitely not been a. Let's reverse these. Yeah, yeah. and that's I'm, and that's probably part of the reason why too is you know like it's uh, they had made the decision before Strays came out, but like you see what the box office was like on Strays and R-rated comedy. Well, it also did happen during the strike, but they couldn't really promote it, so but, maybe there's a little sure, bit there. But Strays had a budget of forty six million and only made thirty five million nope. in the theaters, but like. That did have major actors doing voice work in there. Right? Yeah. So and and it, it's going to do more. And than the dogs even. looked a lot better than Anaconda. So <laughs> <laughs> most things looked. Yeah, better. most yeah. things do. But I look better than Anaconda. Well, do I look better than Anaconda? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Anna, so Anna, Anna, Anaconda. Nate, when does please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain hit Peacock? Uh, it comes out. Hold on, December twenty fifth, and I'll be. Uh, that's one of my watch. <laughs> what my they parents. say, mid November. Uh, the release date is November seventeenth, two thousand twenty three. There you go. Nice. Here it comes, everybody. Not, not much longer. Less oh wait, advice. so you've seen the whole movie? I have. I actually saw it like two months ago. Yeah. Uh, I saw like a working cut of it um, okay. early ahead of time. It had un- unfinished visual effects and whatnot. So. The even in the trailer, there was a section where the hawk looked a little rough. I'm hoping um, they do. Uh, you know. Gloss that up a bit. That's okay. I mean, no, if it's I'd be fine yeah, even if they don't. It's a lower budget movie. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not a main character. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, need... it's not the Jar Jar Binks of the Treasure oh. of Foggy Mountain. I don't know. So. Well, it, it came back well, in like three different yeah, scenes. Yeah, they, they used it a lot, Brad. Actually, I'm not going to say here. Which, and every time I'm like, oh, I'm so glad they're going to use this as like a part of the comedy that it's going to come back. So it, it looks. Nate's a big so fan of hot comedy. <laughs> no, I just, I just love these guys so much. I really do. So I can't wait to see it. I we, can't wait to introduce you. You know, I never got to ask, did you finally see the creator? I did. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I, sh- I should have mentioned that, but it's, uh, did we talk about, no, I talked about That's that on the previous movie. episode, didn't I? Yeah. I don't care. I think I did. Did yeah. you like when it? When Sarah was here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah, Godzilla, Kinezny. Yeah. I, I want to see it. I just haven't seen it yet. Oh. It's good. You liked it a lot, Drew? Drew loved like it? it. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. It's very good. Okay. For sure. All right. I won't recount everything that I said. No, anyway, no. Yeah, we already liked it. Yeah. No. Well, this has been Go Flex Yourself. Hey, Drew, <laughs> thank you so much. No, honestly, buddy, thank you for being yeah. on the show. Hey, this was great. I'm so happy that we uh, got to yell over each other in front yes. of you. Uh, uh, Brad, where can people find you on the online? Uh, who cares? Okay, Nate, good to see you. <laughs> Drew, thanks for being No, The Beecher. Yes. The Beecher, The Beecher, The Beecher. If you're in uh, south uh, southwest Michigan, northwest Indiana, The Beecher is the premier, premier paper that you want to subscribe to. You know, Get yourself a subscription. Which bent was on the cover. I was on the cover. Why of the would you do that? I oh, on, and you were on, on the cover, cover too. too. So sorry, Nate. Yeah, Drew. Drew. Wow, really I'm sorry. Over here. All right, we're Drew, next. I'm You're over next. here, buddy. You're next. Hey, are you online though? Can we find you online? Yeah, or? we're okay. thebeacher.com. No, you personally. No, no. beacher.com is on. It's his website, thebeacher.com. No, I mean it is. <laughs> do we have time for the story about him on the cover getting me in trouble with someone's granny? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Now we do. So I did the story about Ben and inappropriate trivia. So I'm at. 
buddy's house and his 85 year old mom sitting there and i remember this and they go uh so what what do you have on the cover and i said well yeah i uh wrote about ben and his inappropriate trivia and his grandmother has been like narcoleptic the whole night just perks up just and i saw that article and i've been to that inappropriate trivia and it's filthy it's damn filthy (laughs) and the whole room just drops dead quiet and i'm like oh my god so my first time thinking cool she reads the beach you're nice you know but then i text ben who says great that's what we're putting on the posters it's filthy it's damn filthy as a marketing tool so says and the we've 85 sold year out old ever grandma. since yeah we've sold out every single time if you're an 85 year old grandmother stay home to be fair she's not wrong no no it's it's really filthy like i get it yeah at yeah. the same time you oh, didn't falsely it. market it it's yeah. called sure, yeah. inappropriate it's called trivia. inappropriate and we tell everybody for, it is r-rated yeah. raunchy trivia uh, I think that in the in, uh, we were in uh, uh, the early stages of promoting, and it was it was if you if you are easily offended, please stay home. That yeah. was like the byline, and it said that in the article. Yeah, right? but, so yeah. yeah. Feel free to check out that article about Ben and the one about <laughs> me on, in the Beecher. To shine yep. and just keep on looking; you'll find the one with me in it. Yeah, you'll get <laughs> there, Nate, buddy. You'll get there, buddy. It's fine. Uh, for Brad, for Drew, for Nate, I'm Ben. Hey, it's been a good night. Thanks, boys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?